Hey everyone, what the heck is up and welcome to the podcast. Welcome back if you are a returning listener. You are tuned in to Practical Alignment, a podcast where we talk about all things metaphysical, mindset, and manifestation, and I give you tips and tools on how to live a life of alignment for what feels good for you. I should throw in spirituality in this in my intro too because I talk about spirituality a lot. (laughs) Anyways, hi, I'm your host Katrina Macias. I'm an intuitive healer. I'm a simmer practitioner and I also specialize in other works like inner child work, um, parts therapy, emotional processing, uh, the list goes on and I love doing energy work. It's my passion. It's my calling. It's my purpose. And I have this podcast to help support and share the information that lights me up and hopefully brings joy to you all as well. So it's been a minute since we last spoke. I haven't posted a podcast in two weeks, so we're reunited once again. (laughs) Did you miss me? Because I missed you. Something that I really try to keep in mind when I upkeep this podcast is that I never want to force anything to come through. And I really want to feel inspired and totally aligned with what I'm sharing when I do uh, like release episodes. And last week I was just super, super busy. I was doing lots of research and just, yeah, it was just a busy time for me and it didn't feel right to just pop something out that didn't feel right. And so now I'm ready, I'm excited, I'm rejuvenated and I'm here with you today. So thank you for joining me. Thank you for being in this space with me and I'm super excited to share with you so many different things for this episode. Before we dive into other topics, I just want to announce with so much excitement that this episode is sponsored by my new one-on-one program. So I am releasing a new program. You are some of the first people to hear about it. It is called Awaken Your Inner Healer. I've named this program Awaken Your Inner Healer because if you've listened to my podcast, you totally know my vibe. Everyone has healing and intuitive abilities within themselves, and it's just a matter of holding space for yourself to be able to unlock and release your own magic. Uh, That's what I've learned from getting this work done myself and participating in like continuously participating in my healing journey. I've opened up so many of my extrasensory abilities, my intuitive gifts, my psychic gifts, and it's led me into this position of wanting to share it with everyone. But this uh, program is definitely for you if you are looking for transformation in your life and you're finally ready to show up for yourself and accept and integrate the parts of yourself that need an a little extra love in your life. I know it can be super scary and intimidating to face the things that hold us back, but when we analyze and hold space for those feelings with compassion, and especially through support, which you'll have 100% support with me during this program, um, you will start experiencing rapid and amazing transformation and shifts. And it's all about the consistency as well. So this program, like I said, it's called Awaken Your Inner Healer. It's a three-month program, and it consists of six one-on-one sessions with me. And these are going to be hour-long sessions, and it consists of whatever healing modality is most aligned for you during the session, and that will be intuitively felt out when we have our session together. 
Um, so like I said, it could either consist of Simra healing, which is a form of Romanian energy healing where I tap into your auric field and I help you identify blockages. And then together we shift and remove those blockages in order for you to experience those transformations. There's also parts therapy where we analyze different aspects of yourself. Some of them that are usually hidden that you don't even realize are there that are conflicting. For example, a part of you might be really excited to grow while another part of you might want to stay kind of small in order to keep you safe. So we're holding space for both of those emotions to come forth and really truly understand what you're feeling. I do inner child work, so that's diving into the parts of yourself that have experienced trauma or pain that happened during your early childhood or throughout your childhood in general that was really painful for you, where you didn't feel seen, understood, where you didn't feel like you were mirrored and it required you to shut down certain parts of yourself or develop a perception of yourself that could be really painful. So we go back to those times together and we help heal your inner child. So powerful. My clients experience so many shifts by working together on all of these different modalities. I also do chakra balancing and I also do help like guided meditations and things like that to help clear your energy and just refocus and help you fall into realignment. I am hyping myself up because I'm freaking amazed at the results that I experience from working with my clients and I'm really proud of everyone who works with me because the ability and the commitment that they make to showing up for themselves is absolutely phenomenal. So I'm super, super, super excited for this program. Like I said, Awaken Your Inner Healer, six sessions, bi-monthly, for three months, and then it also consists of a follow-up email where I write you up what happened during our session together so you can do any homework or thoughts to ponder on in order to continue to integrate your healing. And then I also offer chat support throughout the whole program so you're never going to feel like you're doing this alone. So you will be receiving all of this wonderful support for only $222. Hello, angel number. Okay, so when I was deciding the price for this program, whew, a lot of factors came into mind. One of them was that the world is kind of going in shambles right now. I don't want to put out really ugly energy, but there's been a lot of instances in 2020, just 2020, that have been really intense and really painful for the collective planet. Uh, the fires in Australia, the outbreak of disease in China, there's earthquakes happening in Turkey. Um, there's a lot going on and it can seem really threatening right now. And I think, honestly, the best way to combat any turbulence is by showing up for yourself and sharing love. When you show up for yourself, it spreads like freaking wildfire. I can't tell you how much my life has shifted and how much more I'm available. Like the reason why I'm able to help support so many of my clients and the people in my life by doing this work is because I receive this work as well. This energy is exponential. It grows, it grows, and it grows. Like you don't understand how much a simple hug can do for someone and how that hug can make someone, you know, want to give 12 people hugs. Do you know what I mean? So just being able to spread this loving energy is a gift and it's a privilege. And so that is super important to me. And I think it's very, very necessary right now. Um, another reason that I have my program at this price is because honestly, this is like the most affordable 
I've seen for energy work like I really I don't think I've seen anyone else have energy work especially at this caliber offering it at such an affordable price but I understand how intimidating it can be for someone to want to commit to something that they're kind of unsure of or don't really know what it's about, especially if you've never had any energy work done with you before, or it's just like a new experience and it's hard to say yes for yourself sometimes. So I really want to make it accessible and affordable for everyone because we all deserve healing. And yeah, I just want it conducive for support and love and just holding the space and container for just the energy and the energy of healing and compassion to be spread throughout the whole freaking planet. That's what I truly want. And if your body is saying yes, then truly like this is your time. It's 2020. I know it seems like overwhelming um, given the circumstances of what's going on around the world, but there's no more time to wait. This is your time. This is your moment and it's you're ready to say yes. So I'm so blessed and grateful to be able to announce and share this program. If you're interested in it, I know you are, send me a DM so we can look to see if we are a match for each other. I want to make sure that this is an aligned program for you, that you're feeling really confident and you're ready to step into this. Um, if we've never done work together yet, then we can set up a tester session and see if this is something that's really helpful and supportive for yourself. And we can see if this is something that feels good for you. So just let me know, send me a DM. Um, my Instagram's linked in the show notes. You can also message me on Facebook. There's so many ways to contact me. It's your time to shine and you are so worthy and capable of holding the space for yourself and, you know, awaken your inner healer. <laughs> your body's ready. Your soul is ready. It's time to say yes. Okay, so I thought I was done talking about this program, but I'm clearly not because I'm so excited about it. So I just want to stress and emphasize why it's so important to have consistency in healing because it's one thing if you show up for yourself like every four weeks, but when you are held at a certain standard and you are held accountable for your healing and you're supported continuously, your body, your mind, your soul, they get a wake up and you're truly, truly able to integrate that healing into such deeper levels because of the consistency. It's like practice makes perfect, you know? And so that's why it's so important and that's why I'm so excited to work and build this relationship with you for three months and to continuously have chat support and to do that like you don't understand how excited I am to share this healing energy with everyone because everyone is so worthy of it whether you're trying to manifest an ideal partner whether you're trying to learn how to love yourself again whether you're trying to break through your own limiting beliefs and create a cohesive environment for you to thrive in whether you're trying to manifest money, um, manifest connections, help heal heartbreak. There's so many things that I didn't anticipate understanding about myself when I started participating and receiving energy work, um, energy healing. Like I didn't realize how everything or so many things were so connected with each other, where they came from, where they stem from, and why I developed certain mindsets and ideals and beliefs. But once I gained that understanding, like I became the master of my universe. Do you know what I mean? Like you are the master of your universe, but it just takes that awareness, that initial awareness and understanding to be able to see that. This path can take you on places that you never ever anticipated on going to. I mean, I started 
receiving energy healing because I wanted to heal my heartbreak. And then it took me to a place where now I can see auras and now I can tap into other people's energy fields. And now I'm doing this for a living and it's my passion now. Like the world is so incredible and expansive. Um, so if you're looking for an adventure, if you're looking to heal, if you're looking for something different, um, this is your sign. Okay, I feel like I'm repeating myself a billion times, but I hope you feel my excitement, like it's a consistency, it's showing up, it's showing up for yourself, it's awakening these parts of yourself that are so ready to be looked at, to be held, to be comforted, to be seen, like I see you and you are ready. Okay, I think that's it, I'll shut up now, but oh my god, so exciting. <laughs> okay, I'm done. All right, so for the rest of this week's episode, we are going to be talking about, I guess we're going to play some catch up and talk about what's happened since we last spoke. And then also I want to dive in a little bit on the topic of authenticity once again. Uh, my first episode ever for this podcast was on being authentic versus being nice. And for this week's episode, I want to talk about why we reject our authenticity. Like, where does that even come from? Why is it that we jeopardize our authenticity in the first place? Um, so yeah, let's let's begin. So since the last time we sat down and had a chit-chat, I started developing a new habit, and it's been a really wonderful habit. It's called oil pulling. I don't know if any of you have heard about it, but it's an Ayurvedic practice. The basis of this practice um, comes from the idea that the mouth is the mirror for the general health of the body. And so oral health and general health is interrelated. And because the mouth harbors a lot of microorganisms that sometimes contribute to diseases, it's really important to flush out the diseases or the, the bacteria in the mouth in order to support continuous healing in the body. Hope that makes sense. So during this practice, um, you can use different types of oils. The oil that I use is coconut oil and I wake up in the morning and I grab a spoon and then I spoon out my coconut oil. It's the cold press one so it's hard and then I proceed to chew it. If you're not really into coconut oil, this probably isn't for you. I know that some people use sesame oil so maybe that's your maybe that's your style <laughs> but I chew the coconut oil until it becomes a liquid and then I swish it around my mouth for around five to ten minutes. It's suggested that you do it for 20 minutes but I'm not fully there yet and it's supposed to gather all the bacteria that's in your mouth and then eventually you spit it out preferably in a trash can so the oil doesn't clog up your sink and it's supposed to remove the bacteria that's been harboring in your mouth in order to remove the toxicity from your body and so that you're not continu continuously just swallowing it. Like if the first thing you do in the morning is drink water, then the bacteria that you've put in your mouth or that you've accumulated in your mouth throughout the night is just being re-ingested into your body. Does that make sense? So it's a way to extract the bacteria. While you oil pull, you're supposed to kind of like swish the 
the coconut oil or whatever oil you use in between your teeth, kind of like flossing with it, just like hard pulling it through your teeth. So it's like flossing. And studies have shown that this is really good for helping with gingivitis. And people have improved their gingivitis from oil pulling. And some people even claim that it's really good for whitening their teeth. In fact, a few years ago, I used coconut pulling to try and whiten my teeth. I just stopped doing it though. Like I wasn't consistent with it. But now I really enjoy waking up every morning and doing it. I really like the taste of coconut. I know it's kind of gross, the consistency to be chewing on coconut oil, but it's something that I truly look forward to in the morning. I start my mornings feeling fresh and clean, and even it's just like the mindset of it. It just feels rejuvenating. Um, something that's kind of gross, but I notice is that last night I had garlic fries and they were pretty garlicky, right? But you kind of forget the taste of garlic when it's been in your mouth for a while. Anyways, I did brush my teeth last night, but I woke up and I forgot, like I didn't taste garlic anymore, but then I proceeded to do the coconut pulling, the oil pulling, and the flavor of garlic resurfaced in my mouth as I was swishing the oil around. And I was like, okay, that's gross. Like that taste and those, I don't know, that garlic was still in my mouth the whole entire time and it just kind of like got rid of more of it like I didn't even realize it was there um it resurfaced and it was pulled from me so I think that's pretty cool um yeah, I enjoy my mornings that way. If you want to look it up, it's called oil pulling. And again, it's an Ayurvedic practice from India. Okay, hopefully I continue this habit because I think it rocks. Okay, something else that happened since we last spoke is that we experienced a new moon in Aquarius. Happy birthday or happy future birthday for any of my Aquarian listeners. What's up? I actually have a ton of Aquarius in my natal chart, like a ton of it. So I think I should start looking into this aspect of my life more. From what I understand, I find Aquarians to be liberal. I find them to be really spunky and I really like that energy. Um, with this new moon it's supposed to allow everyone to have a really fresh start it's a lot of progressive energy and it's just I think it's more of like a risk-taking moon. That's the energy that I'm really feeling about it. And I feel like this energy has really awoken a lot of people around me as well. There's just this new... I don't know feeling of wanting to think outside of the box and kind of go for things like I don't know, charge ahead. Does that make sense? And so I've truly been using this energy to kind of, I've been utilizing it to improve my quality of life as well. So first off, I just want to talk about what I did for the new moon in general. I always like to do some sort of ritual, whether it's a new moon or full moon. There's this website, it's called, hold on, let me check it out for you. Okay, it's called Forever Conscious, and I use this website all the time. The creator is called Tanaz. Her name's Tanaz. And she, for every new moon and full moon, she creates a ritual that you can perform to... I don't know, harness the energy of the moon. Um, I think it's incredible and just setting those intentions is really clarifying and it really feels so powerful every time I do it. And so I followed her ritual, which she had. It involved um, putting a crystal in water and setting the intentions and journaling and then reciting a few sayings. Like it was really powerful. I did this with my mom and something that I realized that I'm so grateful for is to have a mother who is supportive and also into the same stuff that I'm into. I find that a lot of 
people older than me, I guess, or a lot of people that I know. Yeah, honestly, it's like I feel like energy work and stuff like that is something that's more accepted by people my age, which is like millennials. And it's not rare, but it's not too often that I find older generations being super accepting to this kind of information. And my mom is on basically the same exact path as I am. She's also an incredible energy healer and she does the same stuff that I do. And so shout out to my mom, love that woman. And so we performed the ritual together. Hope it doesn't sound too witchy, <laughs> but it was wonderful. We wrote our intentions and then we spent some time outside just absorbing the new moon energy. And I truly, truly appreciate that I can experience that with my mom. And so so just setting those intentions was really powerful and yeah it was great so like I said I'll link the website in the show notes it's called forever conscious um, and you can find different types of rituals in order to harness energy from the moon so using the new moon energy in Aquarius I also partook in my first Facebook live you have no freaking clue how nerve-wracking that was for me I hyped myself up for like a whole week doing it and I even like you know those patterns that you get into when you're nervous like I was trying to avoid it so I would just lay around on my phone for a few hours instead of practicing what I was gonna say it wasn't like the best work I mean it wasn't the best process of doing it but you have no idea like the relief I feel and the excitement I feel, how proud I am I feel. Um, I think definitely New Moon in Aquarius helped me take this risk, um, but it was just really supportive and everyone who joined in on that Facebook Live was super supportive and lovely. Um, if you want to check it out, I'm talking, I talked about authenticity and why we jeopardize it which I'm going to cover in this podcast as well I want everyone to have access to this information but if you want to see my face move while I talk about it go check out my Facebook page at practical alignment semicolon intuitive healing um, or maybe it's just colon practical alignment colon <laughs> intuitive healing on Facebook and you can check out my live um, but yeah it was super nerve-wracking I think at one point during the live I just screamed out the word jeopardize I was trying to say authenticity but I was so nervous I just said jeopardize um <laughs> and it's just funny to see like my nerves and everything but I'm so proud of myself for taking that risk and actually following through with it um so if you're looking to take some risks, if you're looking to really make a jump, now is your time. Use this new moon energy to really support you and just know that if the planets are aligned, if the moons align, like you are fully supported. I really want to stress taking advantage of using the moon's energy to help with your manifestations because it continuously shows its support um, when I work on my manifestations. In fact, this summer, I, I think it was a blood moon or some super moon i'm not quite sure which moon it was sorry moon but i use that moon to manifest um sales for my jewelry page um and I manifested the exact amount, actually more than the exact amount. Like the number that I put down while that I was manifesting was more than I really thought I could make. And it turned out that I made way more than that number. But I went back and I saw that 
like what I wrote and I was like holy shit like this <laughs> this works like <laughs> it's just amazing so use that to your advantage I'll probably do a podcast episode on how you can do different things with the moon okay and last but not least we are talking about why we jeopardize our authenticity all right let's begin so authenticity is basically the biggest factor that we need to take into account when we step into alignment if you've listened to my other podcast you know that I used to to struggle a lot with my authenticity because I was very much a people pleaser and I wanted to make sure that everyone really, really, really liked me. Um, and I wasn't even realizing that the version that I was showing myself wasn't even a true version of me. So it didn't even matter if they liked me or not because it wasn't my true self. Um, and while everyone had a really great perception of me, everyone thought I was just this super sweet, really nice girl, um, I wasn't being nice to myself because I was putting everyone's needs in front of my own. And so when I first started trying to step back into my authenticity, I was really hard on myself because I was really noticing that I lacked a lot of boundaries in certain areas. And I really wanted to start cleaning that up. Um, but when... I mean, it's difficult to sometimes be authentic. And so when I would fail to do that or I wasn't as authentic as I could have been, I would be really hard on myself until I realized to cut myself some slack because authenticity is something that's really hard for a lot of people to get in alignment with because our need for belonging outweighs our want for expressing authenticity often. Okay, so let me rephrase that. The reason why we reject our authenticity is mostly because we prioritize our need for belonging. And this makes perfect sense because our need for belonging is a basic human need. From the second we're born, we rely on our sense of belonging to survive. We need to form attachments with our mother or our primary caretaker in order for them to feed us, to nurture us, to keep us safe, and to protect us. If we don't do that, then we're dead. Um, if you've seen Animal Planet, if you've seen any of those videos when the mothers reject their children, those babies are left to die unless some outside force steps in, usually humans, steps in. Um, I mean, there are some <laughs> cases when like a pig raises a chicken, you know what I mean? But that's so rare. Like if your mother rejects you, if your group that you need to survive rejects you, then you're dead. So it's really important that we have our sense of belonging. So within a group that a baby belongs to, um, a baby forms different levels of attunement to its primary caretaker. Now, attunement is a caretaker's ability to tune into a baby and make it feel like it is understood and that his or her needs are met. Attunement also enables a baby to see themselves as a master of their world, so this helps them feel super confident and allows them to develop a healthy sense of self. And when a caretaker and baby are attuned and in sync with each other, they're not only in sync emotionally but physically as well. The baby's sense of ease can be reflected in its steady heart rate or also its low levels of stress hormones because the baby feels protected and it feels at ease. I say it, sorry, babies are not its, but you know what I mean? 
Anyways, if a caretaker cannot properly tune into their baby's reality, it can be very damaging for the baby's self-perception. When a caretaker chooses to only tune into a certain range of the baby's inner life, it tells the baby what part of themselves is okay and not okay to bring forward in interpersonal experiences, and this is called selective misattunement. Uh, This is when a caretaker projects their own fears, desires, feelings of shame, and fantasies onto a baby to show them what they expect um, out of the baby in terms of behavior, regardless of whether that feels natural or safe for the baby, his or herself. Now, in these instances, babies learn that they must adjust to their caregiver's needs instead of their own needs in order to maintain their sense of belonging. This teaches babies with misattuned caretakers that in order to have their needs met, they must discount their own inner sensations. Unfortunately, children who lack attunement are more vulnerable to shutting down parts of themselves and feedback from their own bodies, but for them it's worth it because they're able to gain some sort of sense of connection and some feeling of belonging. A child whose needs are not met usually feels ineffective in his or her efforts. They usually feel rejected and unworthy, depending on what type of energy their caretaker projects and what their expectations are from their caretaker. Now there was a psychologist called Mary Ainsworth who developed a lot of breakthroughs around attachment theory and found that the negative assumptions that a child builds around themselves depending on their caretaker's projections stays with them throughout their childhood and can carry on throughout the rest of their life. Now Ainsworth and her team did a lot of studies around attuned children and misattuned children with their caretakers and in two different instances she noticed some really unfortunate results about the way that misattuned parents can affect their children. So in the first example, Ainsworth and her team observed a baby with a very over-controlling mother, and this mother was so controlling to the point of like even describing to her baby how she should play. Um, If she was holding the rattle the wrong way or rolling it instead of shaking it, the mother would scold her. And so researchers noted that this child started Um, decreasing in her sense of excitement and curiosity. I mean, this was happening as since she was a baby. Um, She was just not as curious anymore because she was continuously shut down by her controlling mother. And eventually the researchers followed up when that baby became a toddler and they noticed that that toddler turned into a very emotionally flat toddler. Um, She wasn't very reactive and she shut down her natural inclinations to explore because of the way that her mother raised her. So she noticed, the baby noticed, who then turned into a toddler noticed, that it was easier for her to just be compliant to her mother in order to fit into her mother's expectations than to express, you know, her true self, which was excited and curious as babies usually are. Um, In another case, Researchers studied the behavioral patterns between a baby and a mother who suffered from severe depression. And this baby learned that when she was loud and playful and really extroverted, that she could finally catch her mother's attention because unfortunately her mother was very preoccupied with dealing with her own mental illness. Um, So when they followed up with this baby and 
her mother, the researchers found that the child grew into um, a really performing child. She was really good at charming everyone around her and was really extroverted, but she was always like that. And she really knew how to play with people's emotions in order to gain their attention. And this is also a behavior that she learned from her mother because this child learned that in order to be noticed and have her needs met, she needs to overperform and really show up um, in order to finally be seen. So we learned that when we suppress certain parts of ourselves or when we're taught to only show certain sides of ourselves, um, that something is wrong with us when we act the way that we naturally feel that we should act. Um, and this actually unfortunately develops, like we start to develop a lot of shame around who we actually are. Shame is literally the lowest vibration on earth and it makes us feel like something is wrong with us and that we're unworthy for the love or the needs that we actually want, um, which is why a lot of people look to have their needs met or look for love in the wrong places because they don't feel like they're deserving of what their true desires are. Shame also perpetuates the feeling of non-belonging because it makes us feel like in order to fit in, in order to belong, we need to reject or change a part of ourself. Um, so it's this horrible cycle of isolation and rejection created in ourselves from ourselves. So the question is, what do we do to reconnect ourselves with our authenticity? Um, or how do we even figure out what that authenticity is? Because some people don't even know what the heck is their true self because they've been through so much and they've been screwed over so much in their childhood that they don't even know what that is. So the question is, how do we get there? So the first thing that we should do is recognize the difference between unconditional and conditional belonging. So unconditional belonging is viewing something as a part of yourself. And that thing cannot be hurt without you hurting as well. It's that much embedded into you as well. Uh, so I use a suggestion in my Facebook Live video of me and my cat, Squirt. We definitely have unconditional belonging. And I said that he could burn down my house and I would still have a part of me that loves him. Like there's nothing that he can do that will shut down the feeling of love for him no matter how deep it may go or how bad something he can do. Uh, and this is the case for me and some of the people in my life as well. I know that for a fact no matter how dark I feel like it could get, there's still a part of me that would still hold space to care about them and have love for them, even if I didn't want to. And on the other side of the spectrum, we have conditional belonging. This is viewing something as outside of you. And isolation and rejection can be a consequence of behavior if you don't conform or fit into what is expected from a certain group. If you have to reject your own authenticity in order to fit in, then it is not true belonging. And when I had this realization, I kind of felt really overwhelmed because I realized that not all of my relationships are unconditional, but knowing this actually helped me put a lot of things into perspective and I realized how much more useful it would be for me to focus my attention and energy on building and strengthening my bonds with those people that I share unconditional love with and belonging with or at least to at least like try and build or find those relationships with people who hold the same standards as me for authenticity. And with this, I became a lot more selective about who I hang out with, who I spend my time with, what environments I allow myself to be a part of. And it really just like gave me a lot more mindfulness about where my energy was going. And it helped me stop caring so much about the relationships that really don't have that much of a 
impact on my life, they really don't matter as much as the ones that are important to me, like the unconditional belonging ones. Okay, so my second step or second tool, I guess, suggestion is for you to really pay attention to how you feel when you hang out with certain people and let that feeling guide you. If you don't know what your authenticity is, then spend some time with yourself and just pay attention to your emotions. That's so important to just tune in and check in and really just reconnect with yourself in that way. Just note your emotions, what things make you feel what way, and yeah, that's basically it. It's just really important for you to gain awareness on where you're spending your energy, who you're spending your energy with, and how you feel when doing so. Okay, number three, I suggest focusing on healing your root and sacral chakras. Now, starting with the root, this is your center for grounding and connection and where you harness your sense of safety and security. This is where we have self-empowerment and kind of like deep inner strength, right? And since this is the center for connection, a lot of the times when we have no idea what our authenticity is, or if we have a lot of trauma around that area, like some of the examples explained before in our childhoods, it's really important that we focus a lot of energy on building and reconnecting, you know, the energy in our root chakra and starting to like allow ourselves to feel more safe around building connections with other people. When you work on healing your root chakra, you'll be more comfortable with forming deeper connections with people and start feeling into the sense of having true belonging and really just strengthening what your instinct is, which is to belong. It's safe to be able to belong to groups and you can start looking for it in healthy places. And I also suggest working on healing around the sacral chakra because this is our center for pleasure and desire and also our passion. Unfortunately, this is also where shame is stored. So if you have a blocked sacral chakra, your shame is stored here and that blocks our flow. And we spoke about shame earlier as well. And so we want to be able to learn to start accepting ourselves more even if it seems difficult and so to work on those shame wounds is really really important there are tons of different meditations that you can find on youtube or information that you can google on looking to rebalance your chakras online um, just do a quick google search and this can help you a lot there's so many things that you can do to help rebalance your chakras. Some of them include eating specific types of food, listening to certain sounds, chanting, using specific colors, etc. Like the list goes on and on and on. I also do work with balancing chakras. So hello, resource right here. <laughs> and my final suggestion, although there are so many different things that you can do, but these are just a few examples is to do inner child work so just allow yourself to reconnect to the wounded aspects of you that are stagnant and want to be seen and heard and understood and things that haven't been touched or looked at or analyzed since childhood and like I said I also specialize in inner child work as well so you have tons of resources around you there's different things that you can do to start working on developing your inner healer abilities by yourself but I'm always here to help support you if you need an extra hand. So the main thing that I hope that everyone can take away from this, especially if you are working on your journey to awakening your own inner healer and being able to hold space for yourself, is just to remain compassionate with yourself and be gentle because we are such intricate beings and 
it's really hard to explain everything that we've been through and try and understand ourselves. So I'm very proud of you for being a part of your own healing journey. Even just listening to this podcast, I have a lot of, you know, pride in being able to share all of this information and for you to just listen to it and be a part of it is such an honor. So thank you. Thank you so much. So I'm going to end this episode with a quote from Kobe Bryant. Now I'm not a big basketball fan, but I really admire the legacy and the inspiration that he created throughout his lifetime and his quote reads I don't want to be the next Michael Jordan I only want to be Kobe Bryant so I hope that this week you can keep that same energy and just really be the best version of yourself that you can Uh, you are you for a reason and you are so worthy and you are a blessing on this earth I really can't stress that enough And so I hope that you can really take pride in who you are and love yourself for you. All right, everyone. I'll see you next time. Bye.